Cecile <clears throat> instinctively starts looking for like a like corner, corner booth. booth. Yeah, there are no booths. It's literally just very minimalist white and black metal chairs and tables. And um, most of them are full and the bar is packed. Great. Mm. Um, but you do catch uh, Deandere and Ice coming in behind you. The seal will move towards them. You can tell by the look on Ice's face that he is extremely displeased. The seal probably politely waves them down. I think uh, on upon seeing Cecile, Deandre says in Grithil, probably. Oh, so the normal girl made it here alive. Hmm? What? Cecile doesn't react. <laughs> so at that point, I guess both Boxer and Grace are getting into a grid guide uh, to get there on time. Yes. And... Uh, Nightingale works just to sell it to the recording that she is in fact a dog. I, I think any bark that uh, Nightingale would make would be just slightly off. Like it would be the wrong pitch for the size of dog or something. Yeah, the size of dog she is should be like, you know, but she's mm-hmm. just like. <laughs> It's like, nah, that's not right. We think you fooling. How are you guys? So you're you're a dog and boxer. Are you making any effort to to dress for the uh club scene or are you did just everyone cut out or did I think that was just... you? Okay. I think. Did I just cut out? No. No, I hear you. I think we're all here. Okay. Boxer, any special considerations? Are you taking anything, any gear, any special gear with you? Uh, no, she's keeping it um, concealed, low visibility, low conspicuousness. As for her dress, well, <laughs> Boxer and Dressy are concepts that do not exactly mix. Hey, maybe gas masks are in this season. <laughs> That's right. Boxer does wear the gas mask. You know, you could like, you yes, could, like wear something vaguely military when they ask, say it's in the season. Totally. <laughs> it's in the season, I swear. I don't think Boxer's that cool. Nah, she is. She wouldn't even think to do that. She's like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm just going in here. This is my job. Wasn't even a consideration. You wouldn't right, know, know, but this is the new Ares line. Yeah, it's hot shit where I come from. Not where I come from. It's hot shit nowadays. Like it's a modern on. interpretation of an SS uniform. Oh my god! Oh, oh no, no. That's what I come back to after cutting out. <laughs> yeah, you know, with friends like these, Boxer is not in fact a Nazi. With friends like me, ah, <laughs> uh, she's not a Nazi. Aww. No, no, she's kind of like. Not anymore. Oh my god. She's, a re- she's rehabilitated. Since the war. The I war was hard at Some of us had to do things we weren't proud of. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, Cecile and Deander, what are you guys doing in this absolutely unsuited location for a meet? Uh, uh, Cecile has sat down in one of the uncomfortable chairs and is making that, like, reading a book in a club kind of kind of th- deal she has that has, kind of body language has she turned off the ar at this point yeah 
Uh, let's see. Uh, I know the approximate size of the outside of the building, right? Mm-hmm. Is there like, is this room big enough to accom- to fill all of that on the outside? Probably not, right? No. Okay. So I think she's going to note where Cecile is and then attempt to worm her way up to the bar. Okay. Um, Ice is doing a very similar body language arrangement to uh, Cecile. Um, sitting at that in the same area, and you're headed to the bar. In the next 30 minutes before Grace and Boxer get there, did you guys have any special specific plans? The seal's probably going to crack open that uh that um research paper with ice in it. <laughs> that sounds like you're talking about a drink. A research paper on the rocks. That sounds like an actual... That's that's a really good name for a drink. Um, Deandre is going to, like... She's basically going to, in the most non... I wouldn't say it's inconspicuous. But the most non-conspicuous way she can ask if there is a back room and if she is... If anyone has been said to use it specifically under the name Mr. Johnson. Oh wow! That's yeah, you you managed to pull get one of the bartenders to uh, to pay attention to you, and uh, he listens to your little pitch, and then he sort of shakes his head and he motions back towards the back of the club. Uh, Deandre orders a soy calf, the most popular item, and something with ice in it. Okay. And then she tips extra to the bar to the bartender. Yeah, that gets you a grateful smile. And then she walks back to the table that the other two are at and gives the popular drink to uh, Cecile and the something with ice in it to uh, Ice. <laughs> Very clever. Ice looks at it, looks at you, and, okay, I'll drink this. What did you hand to Cecile? I don't know. I asked for something popular at the, at the, the bar. That's legitimately what Deandre said to the bartender. If this is some kind of super, super popular and high traffic bar, that's going to be like bottom shelf alcohol. Yeah, I'm sort of picturing something in a very long fluted glass, sort of a bubblegum pink color, but also at the same time sort of billowing some kind of steam or smoke. Oh, oh so, the, so the bartender was like girly drink for this one. Well, he saw Deandre, and that's what he gave her. <laughs> Cecile kind of takes it with a suspicious look. <laughs> uh, and I kind of say to the group, oh, and all I got about the Mr. Johnson is a... And then she just points over towards where the uh, the bartender pointed. Back to the back. Mm-hmm. Um, I Wait, s- so we're all together at this point? No, no they're... They're waiting for you guys to arrive in your grid guide. You'll sorry, be there momentarily. I, I'm a little foggy. Yeah, sorry. It's sort of a little bit disjointed because you guys are all scattered about. Um, we split the party. I'm, I'm the having party particular trouble tonight. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. So um, Ice nods at you guys and gets up. And it's really loud in here. So, you know. Verbal communications, especially without any kind of comlinks, which he doesn't have, are not possible. And he motions to the to the effect that he's going to go do a little bit of a walk around, look around. 
and pushes off and disappears into the crowd. Um, Grace and Boxer, uh, your grid guide's pulling up into the area that you think the mine must be at. And uh, it's a really, obviously a really popular area of Renton for nightlife. Completely different Boxer than your neighborhood in, in Auburn. Um, whereas that's a, you know, a very blue collar, gritty working man's kind of place where, you know, you just got a bunch of, you know, dive bars and, um, McHugh's soy burgers and stuff like that. Um, this place is all upscale. This area is all upscale retail and, um, fashionable clubs and restaurants. And the, the streets are filled with fashionable people and expensive cars and lights and, uh, the uh, the grid guide pulls up in front of what seems to be probably the most fashionable or popular place in the area. Um, as you get out, you, you observe that there's a, a long line wait, of people waiting to get into this uh, this club. And every time the door opens, you you get blasted by this um, orc exploitation rock that is pumping out of the this club. And um, yeah, that's that's your impression as you pull. Mm see if uh boxer has a filter to not get her ears absolutely destroyed <laughs> she does so congratulations boxer you don't have to suffer obnoxiously loud music yeah so you uh you quickly adjust your your filters to filter out those particular frequencies that are blasting out of this place and uh instantly it, it everything quiets down and you start to hear some of the other ambient noise going on so boxer you you roll up trailed by by a large dog and uh the an orc steps in front of you and sort of holds out his hand and says and he sees this the sign that you you know the the calling card and he starts to motion you in and then he looks at grace and he's like is the dog with you yes uh makes uh she makes the biggest puppy eyes she possibly can up at the the orc the dog is an associate of the utmost importance she says this with a completely straight face. Oh, God. Hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, he waves one of the other guys over, and then they wave another security person, an elf, over, and they come over, and they say, what's going, you know, this sort of, what's going on here? And the, the orc motions to Boxer to show them the, uh, you know, the, the signal that you've got, and they look at it, and, like, they look perplexed, and then they... Uh, <laughs> He said, well, you, you better call Mike. And, and he looks at Boxer. The elf looks at Boxer and says, sorry, ma'am, we don't usually let um, pets in, but I understand there's some special circumstances. We just want to make sure we have clearance. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of this hint back and forth and some calm calls, and then they uh, get the okay and they uh, they wave you. And uh, the people in line who are not getting in uh, start, you know, belaboring the uh the security team with all sorts of uh, manner of anger and disappointment and frustration and yelling about you know you're letting a dog in here you can't let us in <laughs> what's this place coming to it's turning into a full-on riot at this point yeah the lions start turning into a riot at this point kind of tempted to be like this is a changeling shut up <laughs> <laughs> You guys, uh, you guys see a boxer and a large dog enter the club. Bark. <laughs> boxer, you see them. 
you see uh, Deandir and Cecile sitting at the table. Uh, she'd go to join them, dog in tow. Mark! <laughs> she, yeah. uh, the, the dog, like, skitters underneath the table. How and we, uh, uh, she's going to cast Mind Net on all of the party with another Bork. Who'd we lose? That was, uh, <laughs> You guys can hear me now, right? Yep. I don't know when, but when I, like, cut out, and I couldn't speak for a while. Uh, does Mind Net work on Deandra? Uh, let's check. Why wouldn't it? Uh, yes, magic resistance. Oh. Yeah. I'm glad this complicates every single spell we cast. Except and it's maybe kept out of the loop. Except uh, for invisibility. Which no, we we argue we went over it for a little while. It's just that it didn't have a, an effect. It's still like it still caused us to pause the game and talk about it. That's just Shadowrun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just yeah. yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the game. Um. No, yes. because it's specifically for a voluntary group of people. So because uh, you cannot be a willing target to any spells, don't such work. Such spells automatically fail when used on the car- on the target. Mm. I need to go rent the restroom. So I think, doesn't the whole spell fail, or does just my part, leg of the spell fail? I think it's just your part that fails. Um, yeah, it would just mean that you're not targetable. Basically, she she like kind of kind of goes around and bumps into everyone's shins and knees with her snoot while she casts the spell. <laughs> and uh, the two of them that are reasonable people with uh, reasonable shaped souls feel the um, probably still kind of alien sensation of uh, being linked together a sort of astral bridge, a thread flowing from their psyche to the others. Um, Deandra definitely feels Nightingale bump into her knee, and there's like a this strange fizzling feeling like on the skin that makes her, her hair stand up, but nothing else. And Nightingale proceeds to continue to act like a dog underneath the table, barking and panting. Deandra picks up the dog. <laughs> She uh, she barks very loudly in a way that uh, sounds more like a, a young woman just screaming bark. <laughs> Which nobody can hear anyways, because it's just maddeningly loud. I think Deandre, like, bring, like pulls the dog up and whispers into the ear of the dog, you can still speak, right? Yes. Earlier you were trying to do some kind of like communication magic, right? Just now? Yeah. Yes. It doesn't work on me. Uh, just tell me what they say. And, like, Deandre just tucks the dog under her arm. <laughs> this is a lot funnier when you remember they're going to have to be shouting all of this. <laughs> they're, like, they're not shouting. They're yelling at each other. They're, they're, they have elevated voices. And they can still barely hear each other. So she just has the dog in front of her face and is shouting at it. All right, so it's... <laughs> It's 8 p.m., um, which was supposedly the last communication you had. It was the meeting was going to happen at 8 p.m. Um, Prokop, or not Prokop, Ice has gone off to scout the area. Um, and uh, nothing happens. Nobody's approaching you. You don't have any picture of the Mr. Johnson. You don't know what he's supposed to look like. Um, time is passing, and uh, nothing is happening. Mm. How long are you guys going to would you think you're going to wait? Cecile wouldn't wait more than like eight minutes before she goes up to the bartender. Okay. That happens. You hit the eight minute mark and Cecile gets up and goes to the bartender. 
Excuse me, bartender. Yep, you managed to catch one of their their eye, and uh, she comes over and uh, says, "You know, what what do you need? What do you want?" Is there a meeting room somewhere in this club, or? Uh, she looks you up and down, sort of quizzically, and uh, seems a little puzzled. And then she motions um, somewhat distastefully towards the back of the club. Thank you. Cecile smiles that, like, practiced thank you smile, you know? Mm-hmm. And then goes that direction and uh, texts the rest of the group, like, okay, this way, follow me. A phone buzzes against Deandre on the dog. <laughs> I guess a calm. Deidre pulls out her comm and looks at it and starts and gets up to go back to the back room and shouts at the dog. I guess you should probably explain the spell to them. You nerds are so analog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she comes after going. What? Um, no, no. Nightingale's tucked under Deidre's arm still. She's still carrying her. Yep. Just uh, she goes what? Wait. And uh, she she does she does like make like remind them that they have a, a mind link. They don't have to text. Yeah, are we still missing uh, Valerie? Uh, I'm here. Oh, okay. uh, have I not been audible? No, no. Ah, that is unfortunate. I wasn't saying anything for the last few minutes, though. All right, so <laughs> Dean there's gotten up carrying Grace. Grace is heavy, by the way. I feel like I, I should say. Heavy. Have With like all of her equipment, or... she's probably like uh, 120. Pretty heavy. Mm. Like, I'm imagining she's carrying her like you would carry like a fat cat, like <laughs> in front of her, one. like one arm tucked underneath her chest, the other the other way, coming in to hold her and like pressing her to her body. That is a much. That is very funny. I had like the idea of it was like a very long dog. And Deandre just had the dog, like, under one arm, and it drooped out of either side. So we've got the the dryad clutching a giant dog, followed by Boxer, the cat It's one. not just a dog. It's a dog in witchy attire. <laughs> Passing through this club with the music and the lights and the live music and people dancing. Got it. Stopping to gawk, I mm-hmm. Yeah, so you guys are headed back following Cecile. Cecile, you're headed toward the back of the club. You see lines to what are obviously the restrooms, and then you see another roped-off, cordoned-off area um, with several um, security-type people standing in front of it. And there's Cecile a... prepares Prokop's mark as she walks up. Okay. Make me a... All right. Do you have any? Do you have any any knowledge skills related to Seattle underworld? Absolutely not. Okay. Do you have any knowledge at all of anything crime related? Forensics. She's. I also have literature. She's probably read a lot of crime books. Yeah, we could take that. Why don't we? Why don't we roll that? Four. All right, not bad at all. Um, the men 
sitting and standing in this area and obviously guarding the entranceway that has a big curtain across it um, are exclusively um, Oriental and very highly likely Japanese. And you immediately recognize them from, you know, reading the crime novels and other sort of pulp crime type stuff that these guys are from a criminal enterprise. And of course, the most common one is the Yakuza. That's that's the one you know, you know, immediately. So you immediately have the feeling, get the sense that these guys are bad people, criminals, Yakuza, and uh, they're watching you approach. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Dinder and, and Boxer, do you guys have any skills or knowledge that would come into play here? Seattle community, area knowledge, Seattle, Japanese mm-hmm. language. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've All got right. Japanese language, and I've got the uh, security company's night errant. Just foreign gangs. Oof. Maybe not, but uh, that's what I have. Also, uh, ciphers. So you guys don't don't need to roll here. Um, at least Dindir and Boxer, you immediately recognize these guys as, uh, um, yeah, as Yakuza. Like Yakuza. <laughs> yep. Um, Meningal could tell you what Yakuza means. She doesn't know these people, though. Well, maybe she's heard about them offhandedly, but she doesn't know them well enough to recognize you, them. You recognize them as... You would recognize them in in the sort of in the the terms of belonging to the same pack and being dangerous predators. Oh, uh. how does Looking... this react to this sudden realization? Let me make a composure test. Eh, she keeps her cool. I think she she's not happy about it. Uh. She probably stops short and then waits for Boxer and then has Boxer go forward. That's wise. <laughs> I think uh, Deandre would be the next one up behind you rather than Boxer, right? Yeah, Deandre walks up carrying a large dog dressed in witch's clothes. Yeah, Cecile's not going to put that forward. <laughs> uh, Deandre hands the dog to Cecile and walks up. Cecile immediately cannot carry that dog. Oh, man. The the dog presumably collapses from her arms with a very loud and heavy thump. In fact, I'll say Cecile doesn't even take the dog from you. <laughs> I think Cecile's not going to, like, take the dog from the Andreas. He's just going to, like, put it down at Cecile's feet. Boxer. The dog stands up. Boxer's walking forward. Dog or no dog. Then, and then tries uh... to follow the Andreas. Dendre goes up almost at the same time as Boxer, probably. All right. One or two of these uh, these men um, step forward. They have sort of a, uh, a sardonic grin on their face, and they look at you, look at you up and down more than once, and what do you want here? Uh, are they speaking in English? Yes. Um, Nightingale is... remarks that these are very bad people over the mine net. Uh, Deandre doesn't hear her and says, we're here for a meeting. Probably in Japanese, actually. When you speak in Japanese, the man straightens a little bit, then in Japanese says, this is a private area. Go back to the or, party. Or, uh, Mr. Johnson? He stops. You're here for a meet with a Johnson? 
I assume so. They look the at dog. each other. <laughs> the dog makes a noise that sounds vaguely like a person saying Mr. J, but like Japanese style. <laughs> Just um. <laughs> yeah, you get more reaction. Some of the guys sitting down, some of these people sitting down, stand up and start sort of moving your way. Um, and then the one that you had first addressed in there says, no meeting back here. This is uh, any Johnson that set a meet here is either an idiot or pulling your leg. Well, I bet he's an idiot. Uh, have you seen a a man, a norm, uh, or whatever the derogative name for a human in Japanese is? Uh, it could probably describe. actually just be the English word norm. Uh, and then she describes ice. Have you seen him around? Look, lady. We're not here to babysit for you. Just get Cecil's back to the like party. Walking away and leaving. You don't want any part of this. Back well, here, this is night. this is other business. You I go find your Johnson and make sure that you don't cause any problems. We're gonna have our eyes on you now. You're welcome to. They're doing this, you know, the sort of tough guy, you know, Yakuza tough guy kind of stance behind you as you guys walk away. Yakuza tough guy stance. You know, know the one. Sort of, you know, feet apart, toes slightly pointed outward. What, arms what is crossed, that crossed one game head. series called with the uh, the Yakuza main character? Yakuza. Yakuza. Can't remember. Sleeping Dogs. No. Is it just yeah. called Yakuza? Yeah. Uh, and it's about Yakuza. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's that one. There's Sleeping Dogs. I think I think this is like what they're talking about. Let me post it like that. Yes, that. <laughs> Now just imagine them doing karaoke on their off days. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Karaoke, phone dates. Uh, What else? They play... They they have have dance battles. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. They have dance battles. That's very important. They also beat people up and, like, shake money out of them. Oh, uh, they're also, uh, they would also beat up people who disrespect trans children. Wait, a shit. That canon? Yes, anyway, Cecile's going to look to look at the dance floor and try to find somebody that stands out. <laughs> that looks like a Johnson in her mind. Yeah, um, I guess you can give me a perception check. That's not going to go well. We're about, uh, let's call it, we're about 20 minutes um, past the meet time. Ice has also disappeared, by the way. Yeah, you don't see anybody who really seems like they're there for anything other than just clubbing. Aside from the the security at the front and the Yakuza people behind you, um, this all seems pretty mundane. You've got a an all orc uh, band, you know, just blasting out decibels, and uh, that's about it. Um, they're blasting. Blasting. They went and blasting. I imagine Nightingale's probably had her ears pinned back, pinned down this entire time. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's a dreadful noise. Um, Does anybody speak Orzed? No. Then you don't understand what the people on stage are even saying. <laughs> Not sure we mm-hmm. want to. Um. All right. Do I so, see anyone that seems to be looking for someone, looking for something? They're waiting on something. They're impatient. Yeah. So at that point, as you've 
sort of it's you know you've been looking and you're you've sort of started walking away from the the Yakuza boys um and you're you're sort of starting to look you uh the three of you basically at the same time see a man come through the front door um who immediately looks out of place <laughs> like extra out of place is it yeah. brown dog it is <laughs> it is not brown dog but uh yes it's um it's a rather unfortunate looking character uh-oh here let's see i've got a picture of the man Dendre immediately scoops up the dog and starts uh, walking towards the person. The dog is fine with these rides in the human's arms. The men in human's the arms. Elf. The elf's arms. Don't the compare to a damn arm. I'm sorry! The elf's arms. In my head, you all look the same! <laughs> Dendre just gets a baby Bjorn for the dog. What is that? Oh, it's like a a chest carrier for a dog for a, so, a baby this human that you see walk in um is wearing an outfit that can best be described as cheap a cheap knockoff of a outdated fashion where people like to dress as what they thought shadow runners might dress as god and he so you can see, if you see the picture in the chat, he's wearing a hood and glasses, and he's actually extremely short. So he's about five feet tall. Um, everybody observing this character, give me a perception check. I'm gonna just really wear Is out there these. Actually, a things. pentagram. Two again. Hey, Two. We're so evil, you know. One. Oh my god. One. Yeah, um, Veronica and Deandir, you think you see what may potentially be a pistol under his jacket? Um, oh. And the man is looking around and giving off very much a uh, a frustrated and anxious vibe. Seal goes ahead and starts walking to this man. Yeah, uh, Deandre is like, not full clip, but like almost an angry walk directly at this man. Cecile's just walking normally. Dog in arms. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to check the rules to see if I can do this. Jojo, I'm in a sing walk or something. <laughs> I, I want to... Okay, hold on, give me... Would this be an enemy stand? How, how is it... How do you... Um, can you adjust like a spell like physical mask on the fly? Is that a thing you can do? Um... I don't know. Mm. What I wanted to do was like make a single point of like luminescence and like kind of flash him in the eye while we're coming over. I think that would be a an illusion. Uh that's unfortunate. Yeah, you're right. He might not see it anyways in this, you know, light show that's going on. You gotta remember this is a uh there's a massive AR display that you're not seeing, but there's a massive AR display, but there's also a just a standard, you know, laser light show going on here. Oh, hey, look. Another part of the laser light show. Oh, is going to say, uh, like a dog, like a, like a cat, actually. It's more like what a cat would sound like. At that point, you also notice, um, as the guy's walking in, you notice Ice come out of the crowd behind him and is walking up behind the man. 
<laughs> the, the skinhead emerges. Oh no. <laughs> oh, what is that? Is it is it American Skinhead? Is that the big movie? I I, I don't know what that is. With uh, no, we'll name? talk about it later. Yeah, so Ice has reappeared behind the man, um, and then the man sees you guys and starts heading towards you as well. So at this point, I think Deandere is taking the lead. And the man sort of postures up to you with as much swagger as he can manage <laughs> and looks at Deandere and says... Before he can open his mouth, Deandere says, So, Mr. J, did Ice waste your time or are you wasting ours? What? Uh, no, the fools wouldn't let me in. Well, maybe you should have picked a better place. Well, anyways. He looks nonplussed and perplexed, and then the dog says, maybe you should have dressed better. (laughs) (laughs) Seal's face is in her hand at this point. (laughs) And you see it. Ice sort of observing this exchange behind you guys, behind him, and just sort of shaking his head. Oxter looks amused, but in a kind of infantilizing way. The the dog then says, oh, sorry, I meant bark! The, the uh, Mr. Johnson says, would you guys get a booth? Seal nods her head no, because she's tired of shouting. He, he, may, he does sort of a frustrated ah, flex, like he's... The seal motions to the door and is like, follow. <laughs> Can't believe this. What a... So which door are you headed for? The front door? She, she's exiting the club at this point. She's like, I've had enough of this. And uh, he at first doesn't seem to understand what you guys are doing. And then he's like, starts hurrying to follow you guys on his short little legs. Uh, I think Dindre is keeping pace with him. And just says, listen, Mr. J. Why don't we go down to that cafe down the street? Yeah, all right. I just thought this was a cool place. You know, we could hang out or something. I don't think you understand our relationship. We're Andrew, here. Shut it until we get job. somewhere where we can sit down. Now, are you going to let us do the job? Or are you going to waste our time? DeAndre is mad at this point. She does not like people being late. Yep. And he's like... Uh, uh, all right, whatever, whatever. Let's get this done. Let's go down. The, let's go do down you, to Greasy Bends. Greasy Bends sounds pleasant. All right, and you leave it that. And uh, he's sort of puffing out his shoulders. He hasn't even noticed Ice yet, and Ice is falling. He's puffing out his shoulders. He's like trying to like assume the leadership role and like assert dominance, and starts heading off down the street. The seal follows him. Deandre puts the dog down and follows. Yep, so you guys head down the uh, the main street a little ways, and uh, then on the corner, you see a sign for a, a Greasy Benz, and it looks like it's sort of a, uh, a down-home barbecue kind of joint, um, and uh, looks reasonably well um, visited as well. And you go in, and... Uh, are pretty much immediately seated in a nice, comfy, private booth. And, uh, you know, Mr. Johnson is taking the lead, so he ends up getting stuck in the corner of the booth and uh, doesn't really realize his mistake until... Who sits next to him? Boxer sitting next to him. And DeAndre would sit <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> yep, and then... What do the seats look like? 
Uh, imagine a fairly upscale diner style booth, you know, sort of a, a faux leather vinyl, you know. Cecile also sits, Cecile sits next to Deandra. Okay, so you guys are sitting opposite them. And then Ice sits down next to Boxer. And at that point, you realize, that point you see that Mr. Johnson realizes his predicament and mistake and tries to cover it up by sort of blustering around. So Ice, how long were you haunting the Mr. Johnson before he showed up? Uh, I wasn't I wasn't haunting anybody. I was just trying to stay out of sight of those Yakuza hard boys in the back. Mm. Yes. Yakuza. I didn't see any Right. Yes. Anyway, uh, Mr. Johnson, uh, what is it that you want us to do? Well, let's uh, tell you what. First drink's on me. I don't drink while I'm working. Cecile gives a wry smile. <laughs> Boxer is getting a drink. <laughs> Something caffeinated. The, the waitress comes by and uh, takes your orders, and uh, he orders a soy beer, and uh, the cheapest one on the menu. Boxer reads the room and doesn't get anything much more expensive than that. She's not going for the cheapest thing. She has some taste. Gosh. Unlike certain people, not I. Well. So, you have a problem, and we have solutions to that problem, Mr. Johnson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh, so, uh, Grace, did we mm-hmm. establish how well, how effective your sense of smell was compared to others? Um, we haven't, no. Okay. Uh, it may not be particularly strong, but she is well attuned to picking up those that like relate to emotive responses because of the whole astral thing. Um, okay. Like, say, the, the, the kind of tangy scent of stress, for example. Well, you're definitely getting that. But all of you are also starting, now that you're all sitting in a booth with this guy, are, are catching the, uh, the scent of a, a very cheap aerosol cologne called Black Shadow. So yeah, um, I need you guys to to help out. I've got a friend who's in in trouble. I think he says. How much trouble? What well, kind of trouble? I don't know. Uh, that's what I've got. I need you guys to figure out. So she uh, she was working for me um, in the uh, the place where I work. Anyways, she was an intern, um, and uh, we really hit it off. And then. And she just disappeared. So she never called. She never said anything. So something, obviously something bad's happened. Otherwise, she would have let me know. Right. And who is this person? Uh, yeah, yeah. Her her name's uh, Kimberly Antonson. He, uh-huh. uh, he takes the, he slides a little um, memory stick across the table um, towards the seal since she asked. And he says, I, I got a, got a picture of her on there. And, oh, uh, lovely. Yeah, I, I hacked. Uh, he's, you know, he says it was some pride. I, I hacked the work, the work system and HR system, and and got her, got her home address on there as well. Right. Okay. Um. Hmm. So you're worried something happened to her, and you're coming to us now. I'm sure you're aware that we don't work for free. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll pay you. Um. Um. Especially if you smell like that. This this is what uh, Grace says. 
Yes, Grace just says that out loud, and there is like a visible snarl when she says it. Oof. He uh, he makes a your check. <laughs> <laughs> so who who does he want us to get again? Some woman. Kimberly something, right? What's his name? Why do I get a feeling he's a creep? His his name is Mr. J. Ah, uh, Mr. J. Well, Kimberly, what? We don't get to know his name. No, no, Kimberly. What was what was her last name? He's looking at uh, he's looking at Grace, and uh, some sort of the ma- some of the mask of bluster and bravado is is slipping away, and he's starting to sweat a little bit more profusely, especially as he's sort of jammed in the corner and can't even escape. Um, in, in uh, he's trying to ignore the fact that Grace is talking to him, but it's not working. He's sweating visibly. And Grace, when you started talking, you smelled the anxieties biking off of him. Mm. He's obviously bitten off way more than he can chew. Look, sir, uh, we... I don't anticipate this taking very long to solve, so obviously our rate wouldn't be quite as high as it would be normally, but uh, how much money were you expecting to really spend here? He looks nervously at around the table and and then he uh he looks at uh he actually ignores the seal on that one and looks at Bender and says, uh is the dog getting paid too? Yes. Frag. My dog is an esteemed competitor. The cat is getting paid as well. In fact they'll be paying six of us, including our fixer. No no I, I, I've already got I've already got it handled with I've already got that end of it handled. Uh, look I'll I'll pay you guys. I'll pay you uh uh, you can see he's doing some mental math. Um, I'll give you two two thousand each to find to find Kim, and if she's in trouble, let me know, and we'll set something up to rescue her. If she's not in trouble, I need you to pass her a message from me. What is this message? Well, we're. I want to know where what's going on. I mean, she just left, and she never said anything. Okay. You to call me back. I, I think we should be able to do that, sir. Deandra, does that sound amenable to you? Mr. Johnson, I'll make you a deal. Split my fee with the rest of them, and you'll owe me a favor when this is all done. How's that? He stops and thinks a minute. A favor? Mm-hmm. Uh, Simple. Not going to be anything illegal, is it? No. Wait, does um, that mean I'm not getting money for this? Just okay. split what you would pay me with the other four. And... We'll call it a favor between you and me. And okay. Well, that doesn't make sense. I'll still be paying the same amount of money. Plus, I'll owe you. Yeah. But it gives us extra incentive to finish your job. Okay, frag it. Kim, Kimmy's worth it. I need to know she's all right. I need to know that... I need her to know that I want her to come back. Okay, that, that's good. Um, when did you last see her and when? Give me an exact date. All right, he gives you a date that was about um, six months ago. Ah, six months. That's uh, quite a time to to wait. I, I had to save. I had to save up some money. I I tried to find her on my own, but I couldn't find anything. This may be more difficult than I imagined. Uh, but we shall do our best. Is there anything else you can tell us that you think might be? Pertinent. He goes on to to describe 
Kimberly's qualities. You know, she's nice. She's pretty. Oh God. She's smart. Um, she's also a lot younger than him. And yeah. she was an intern in his organization. Uh, exactly what I think, isn't it? He's a low-level manager somewhere. And when her internship was over, she left and never returned his calls. I had this pegged the moment oh. he said she was an intern. <laughs> I was like, oh. this isn't going to take a lot of work. I really we have to do that. Uh, like, don't shoot him down. Don't shoot him down. Let's get the money. <laughs> I have one more question for you, Mr. Johnson. I'll be satisfied. I don't know about the rest of my friends. Uh, Was this six months ago? Did that happen to be the end of this Kimberly's um, internship period? Well, she had the option of continuing it. I I expected her to continue it. We got along so well. Mm, Of course. And then she Uh, just disappeared and her comms not working. And yeah, something's happened to her. I know it. I just know it. Thank you, sir. Um, if we could get your comm code just so we can stay in touch if we get any leads on this case. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And he sort of flips you the, you know, his comm. <laughs> uh, thank you. We'll be in touch. And Cecile leaves quickly. <laughs> so, hang on. We didn't. Even, we haven't even had our drinks yet. I'm not having anything. Sorry. Keep mine. I will think you'll need it. And then uh, Deandre gets up kind of looks back at Ice and does the, like, you come in with me emotion. Ice is just sort of shaking his head and, yep, I'm coming with you. The dog needs to be walked. I'm sure you do not want to see what happens when she isn't. Enjoy your drinks. <laughs> dog. <laughs> wait, 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 guys. When are you, how long, how long are you guys going to, when are you guys going to get back in touch with me? When that it depends it. entirely on how difficult it is to find her. We'll, we'll send you a message in six hours, at the latest. Oh, okay, that quickly. Okay, good, good, thank you. As soon as every one of us is outside of the, of, of Greasy Gus's or whatever. Um, <laughs> greasy Ben's? <laughs> greasy Ben's. DeAndre turns and goes, he had the wrong idea, didn't he? Oh, he, I, yeah, that would, no, this is going to take, like, I don't, this isn't going to take very long. This man is a predator. Predator? Uh, no, he's just stupid. Yeah. He, he wasn't malicious. He wasn't malicious. I think that's important to say. He's I'm just love struck with someone am, who is an enemy like him with some of the women I have known. I and like him with the women I have helped, and you are aware of the capacity in which I help people. Look, I'm, at the end of the day, his money's good, and all we have to do is find her, say, yeah, she's fine. She works somewhere else. And then we can go back to Prokop and, quite frankly, give him a piece of our mind for this. No, we won't be doing that last part. Oh, we will. Ice is looking at you guys going, um, yeah, there's... Prokop knew about this. There's, there's, this guy's been trying to get a bunch of fixers in Seattle to take this job. <sighs> But well, this is this is an audition job. But I'll tell you one other thing about this job. It uh-huh. actually is a it's a uh, think of it as a key to another thing. A key to a lock we don't know we have yet. Gotta love that. Yeah. Well, He's, whatever the case, I have like to. Clue, go. You find in the victim's house. 
I have to get working finding this person. I will be in touch. I'm going to go call uh, your guide. They have an address, right? He, oh, had, he did give you an address. Yep. <laughs> yeah, let's, sure. Let's go there. Well, I imagine four Shadowrunners showing up on someone's doorstep is a little then, frightful, let's say. And, and then, then I'll go. So it needs to be shot. It is probably better that I not. Cecile, you were going to do maybe work for this one, right? I mean, let me just look up if she still she's lives still there. You know, out of character here, metagaming for a second. With Boxer in the shape of a dog, it seems like she'd be the perfect infiltration expert for some things. Oh, Gr- Grace being a dog? Sorry. But imagine you're like, you let the dog run in and then you're like, oh, my dog got away, got off the leash. Could you help me find him? Exfiltration would at least be easy. I found the dog. Thank you. You'll, you'll know it's them because they had a wizard hat on. <laughs> and they spoke sometimes. And they made funny sounding bark. Don't worry if they talk to you. That's just a program I loaded them up with. <laughs> it comes out of their collar. It's a cyber dog. We really like that dog. Actually, fun fact, cyber dogs, not a thing. They are, but they're like horrifying. Yep. Uh, no, they're violent. <laughs> cyber cur. Cyber, no. It, the, the, it specifically mentions that if you try to augment animals, they don't take to it and they just like freak out. Wait. Wait, what? Yeah. Understandable. Not not metasapiens. Animals. Uh... So if you try to plug animals into the matrix, they're like... No, if you, like, even try to implant them with cyber. Oh. That's where it doesn't canon, work. though. No, I no. I remember it's... reading a book with it. Mm-hmm. It's in, no uh... dogs. There have been dogs implanted with... Yeah, there are it... definitely dogs that have been implanted. Well, you can... You can't implant them and have them retain their own agency. It's in uh, Running Wild, if you want to check my source. I I don't know about 2E or before, but 4E says, nope, animals can't take it. It's hmm. too much stress. Or they're not crazy enough. Or it makes them more, even worse. Fucks with their souls. All right, so, Cecile, uh, you're going to do a quick... You're going to pull up the... Uh, you're going to slot the uh, memory stick and pull up the address? Yeah, and probably do a matrix search for, like, I don't know, records on who lived there or anything. All right, yeah, so the uh, you pull it up real quick, and you're actually not that far from the place. It's here in Renton. It's pretty close to the uh, the Renton Center Mall. So uh, Walking distance? It's uh, not really. Okay. Maybe a 10-minute drive from where you guys are. Okay. Nightingale, do you have the van? Bikes nearby. It's a 10-minute drive. I'll see if someone still lives there on the way over. Me and I still head over now. Tell us on the way there. And Deandre just turns around and walks off. Make sure Ice opens the door. Uh, the van is at um that one place where we met the guy with the vaguely foreign accent. That's fine. Let's go. Okay. That's... That's a ways away. You guys are going to have to get a grid guide there. Oh. Ugh. We might as well just get a grid guide to the... Sure, grid guide over. There's also Johnny Cab. Cool. Hmm? There's also Johnny Cab. It's Johnny the local, Cab. The local equivalent of uh, 
Good okay. <laughs> the seal would not be taking that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's Uber for me. None of these fly-by-wire local outfits. Cecile has tourist basically written all over her still. All right. Ice follows Deandra and leaves. You guys grab a grid guide. Um, About five minutes later, you're in a uh, fairly upscale um, area of rent and residential area, I should say, since you're already in an upscale area. But this is sort of a more residential area. you know, gated apartment buildings, um, fences, gates, security guards. Um, and that's also where this um, address is, is in one of these sort of fancy, um, hip-looking apartment plexes. Um, it's got a stout security fence around it and a guarded gate. You know, it's this sort of colorful, modern architecture that, you know, sort of hints at community nights, you know, enlivened by young up-and-comers drinking fruity soy cocktails and discussing corporate politics. Um, what's your move? Uh, can I do a metric search to see who lives there currently? At the address? Uh, mm-hmm. As far as you can tell from the matrix search, the address is not occupied at this time. Like no one lives there. Right. There's. You see that there was indeed a Kimberly Antonson who was registered as living there but no longer lives there, no longer has the lease. Can I pull up uh, footage, like just free Seussvalence footage or something? Uh, you can, you find, you know, like most of these apartment places, they have a nice little matrix site that shows all the amenities and, you know, shows footage of the the nice, the pool and the tennis and the, the pretty people enjoying themselves. Um, but nothing like current or live matrix views of the place. Right. Okay. Mm. I, I'll message the group saying just no one currently lives there. She probably moved to escape this guy. Can I All do right. a search for her then just on the matrix? Yep. You sure can. Um, me... mm-hmm. At that point, you guys are pulling up. Dinder and Ice are there ahead of the uh, grid guide. Um Dinder, you realize as you're pulling up that in order to get to the address itself, you'd have to pull through the security gate. Do you want to do that, or do you want to just sort of cruise by it? Uh, I think Dinder would open up her comlink and check whatever Seal has messaged us before that, and then she'd turn to Ice and go, you're not running a sin, are you? Nope. I don't even have a com on me. Okay. Well, we can't even go in here. We don't even need to. I don't think so. He looks over. So this is where the, uh, whatever her name was, lived or lives? Previously lived. Uh, looks like she ended her lease is what Cecile says. Uh, just just stop. That is the first time I have canonically used Cecile's name. <laughs> just stop the bike for a second. I'll go up and talk to them. Okay. Uh, All right. Gendry stops the bike and walks up behind Ice. All right. Um, Boxer Grace... And Cecile, your guys are pulling up at this point in a grid guide and see the same thing. Are you going to stop the grid guide from driving right up to the gate? Or are you going to... How are it you will handling? stop a bit short, sure. Nightingale uh, probably has a eureka moment. And she says suddenly, he knows that magic. No, well, like over the mind, mind net. She she says basically, she know, he knows I'm magic. Um, you know, since this girl probably wants to avoid him... 
We could, like, tell him that she died, and then have him touch me, and I cast Mind Net on him, and I give him an impression that her ghost is speaking to him, <laughs> and give him a nice happy ending with that. Is that how Mind Net works? Uh, oh, let's see. There. Yeah, it's you can just share thoughts, basically. So you can presumably trick someone who doesn't know any better into believing that it's sensory data from, like, something else. You know, like, kind of, like, knowing in their heart, you know? He would get a chance to resist MindNet, right? Uh, no, he'd, he'd, he'd have to be a voluntary participant. He could have a chance to resist my, uh, my tricks with, like, logic, or perhaps intuition, depending. My attempt to he has him. a very high intuition. <laughs> yeah, that would be... Sounds like it would be an easy task. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guy has all the uh, self-awareness of a bag of rocks. My favorite. All right, so you guys stop the grid guide short, and you see Deandere and Ice dismounting her motorcycle and, and heading towards the uh, the gate and the uh, the security booth. Ice just walks up and uh, starts talking to the guard, and uh, he basically just says, uh, hey, Chummer, um, nice night out. And guy sort of non-committally responds and says, we're looking, uh, it's a nice night out. We were thinking of going out and uh, our friend uh, Kimberly lives here. We was wondering if we could, uh, if you could give her a call for us and, and see if she wants to go out. And he is not the most charismatic of people, but for some reason he thought this was a good idea. I think Deandre being a more charismatic person would immediately stop ice. All right. Ooh. Ooh. Um, with a, what my brother means to say is that uh, <laughs> that we we are from out of town, from Karasir. Uh, our friend Kimberly used to live here, uh, we think. We haven't been able, in contact with her very much recently. Uh, we were seeing if we could stop by and say hello, but we wanted to give her a warning first. Guy looks at you, the York security guard looks at you, he's like, oh, well, all right. Um. What's her name again? Uh, Kimberly, last name. Antonson. <laughs> Antonson. Right. Yeah, hang on a second. He, uh, you see, he goes and looks. He's looking at a screen and sort of scrolling through some names. Yeah. Uh, you don't know what? Uh, you don't know the apartment number, do you? Uh, yes, we do actually. We have her address. Okay. He, you give him the address, and he says, "Yeah, that that unit's vacant, guys. Uh, sounds like your friend might have moved on." Well, it's good to know they've moved on to greener pastures. And uh, Dindra kind of goes, thank you for your time, and kind of turns off, turns away. Uh, ice, ice follows you. Really? We know this girl's been gone for six months, and she doesn't live here anymore. And you expected her to just change apartments? Oh, you know, it was worth a try. Going out for drinks doesn't usually work for people who have been gone for six months. Yeah, I was hoping he was going to let us in, actually. What, do you want to search the place? Uh, that's what I was thinking, yeah. Hmm. Well, if it's been six months, either they've cleaned it up themselves based on the apartment complex, or they've hired somebody to clean it out already. So yeah, it's likely spotless. That's a good point. Worth a shot. Good save there. Well, Chummer, and uh, Deandre kind of elbows him. Somebody needs to look out for you every now and again. Yeah, not make a habit of it. 
All right. So you guys are the teams reassembled. Mark. Okay. I'm going to look and see where she lives now, if I can find that on the matrix. Um, can I go ahead and do a data search for that? All right. Um, you've been doing a little bit of that already on the mm -hmm. way here. And uh, you find a good bit of uh, of social media. Um, she has a, uh, a Persona 2.0 account. Are you going to dive into that at all? Yeah, definitely. See if she's made any posts. All right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty healthy feed up until about... Uh, Six months ago, when you mm -hmm. uh, get a couple of uh, cryptic posts about uh, an amazing new opportunity that she's excited about and uh, excited to begin a new chapter of her life. And uh, all of these posts are tagged with images and, and trid clips of Kimmy in a, in a sort of a training suit running or otherwise exercising. She looks, uh, she looks trim and, and determined and I haven't described it to you yet, so I think you're the first person or the only person who's seen pictures of her so far. Um, Probably. I'll send a picture of her from her social media to the group, or just yep. communicate it via mind link and leave Deandra in the dust. <laughs> and ice. Can you repeat that for me? Uh, basically, she mentioned a mysterious opportunity. Yep, so Kimberly Kimmy Antonson is a, is a petite physically fit and attractive human woman. Um, she's blonde, about five, six, about 50 kilos. And uh, she's got, uh, you know, what you're finding on her, on her, uh, again. she's five, six. Persona 2.0. Yeah, thanks. Persona, Persona 2.0 is, you know, she's, uh, she's the daughter, the only daughter of a, uh, um, of, um, a couple who works in for Aries in Detroit. Um, she worked, she had an internship in Detroit at Aries for a while. And then she came here to do this internship at uh, Federated Boeing, um, which gives you a clue as to where the uh, Mr. Johnson met her. Um, but beyond that, you know, she's obviously a, a charismatic and gregarious person because her pictures of her in Seattle over the last uh, year or the, the, yeah, the six months before she disappeared, quote unquote, you know, you see pictures of her with people out and about doing things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as you spend a little bit more time matrix searching, you you end up with a father's and mother's name. Um, they're both accountants for Aries Macrotech in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's sort of, uh, you know, the extent of what what's easily and quickly available. Mm, okay, and I'd have to spend like more downtime searching. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily more downtime searching, but probably just reading what you found. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and forward the contacts for the uh, the two parents, and also mention that she apparently left for some new opportunity and hasn't updated her profile since. So we have two options: mm -hmm. we call the parents and ask them if they've spoken to. Her recently simply yeah. or or we just tell mr johnson she's dead and move on while i am sympathetic to frustration about this job i am a professional and i don't think we should lie to a client professional do you think it's actually a good idea to tell him 
No, of course like, not. Anything truthful? I don't think that he's going to do anything good with the truth. Whether or not we tell him once we find her has nothing to do with whether or not we lie to him now. Telling me exactly what he asked us for. His words. To pass along a message and make sure she's alive. And that's all we need to do. We do not yeah. need to go beyond the bounds of our agreement. We he... don't have to tell him where she is. And she's referring to their, um, she's speaking to their bar group. Does not need to know anything about her, except that she is alive and that she got her message. Mm-hmm. Yes. Send him back a note. We can ask her to send back a note that is amenable to his interests. It doesn't matter because he, she will be beyond him and, well, we will have fulfilled the terms of our agreement. So there will be no need for magical shenanigans or any other such business. This is, I love magic shenanigans. This is also assuming that we can find her. This opportunity she mentioned is pretty suspicious. You don't well, think that she actually got, like, snatched up, do you? And this guy was, like, actually, like, her boyfriend. That would no, be but it's possible that she took an opportunity that maybe she probably shouldn't have to get away. Mm. What do we do then? Well, we well, look for her. We have to continue option well, once one. Once we find her is what, what I'm asking. Eh, we'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> it's been, like, less than an hour since we talked to the Mr. Johnson, right? Yes. Okay. Do we have any idea what the opportunity was? Well, it looked like she was exercising more, so... You think maybe she got, like, no. Could be anything. Could be anything. Uh, Well, we have one lead, and then she pulls out her comment. Before? Can you Hmm? remind me? What was her profession? What did she do? She worked at Federating Boeing at at an internship. I'm not sure for what department. I don't think Paul said. One of the, the division, you did pull out one of the things as you guys are talking and discussing your finding as you're she worked for a division called rotary wing security that apparently develops rotary wing security drones hmm. oh okay so she could have been snatched up by any of the megacorps or and even by like the past government just no, intern, like she though? maybe she's what oh intern yeah, interns don't usually get snatched. People have been oh. snatched up for less, and I look directly at uh, Cecile. <laughs> Touche. That is true. You were a student, and then they like grabbed you and just kind of ran away. I also so. happened to have black man material on some very important people. That's a little bit more significant than just a student. Maybe she also had blackmail material. We don't know. That seems unlikely, given her persona feed. Can I see? Seal forwards it. It. I imagine it's bit. It's just like normal intern girl things, like working out, clubbing, friends. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it. You can if you go back in the timeline, you can go back to a uh, an internship that she did at Aries Macrotech in Detroit. It's her parents, you know, high school, college. She's obviously some, she was, obviously she studied some kind of engineering. Mm. So, option one, who should we call? The mother or the father? I mean, calling one is probably calling the other. Yes. So, 
It's about 10 p.m. You're coming up on 10 p.m. Seattle time. They're in Detroit. So it's probably closer to midnight. Yeah. No, exactly. I would suggest we call mom because uh, generally speaking, women are more agreeable than men. <laughs> well, weird logic, but okay. Uh, she, was DJ, she was obviously quoting something she read online when she said that. <laughs> Deandre hits a few buttons on her phone and immediately starts calling. I, I don't know if we should call them at this hour. Well, they're going to be confused. It's 2075 or something. What year is it? 2073. It's 2073. Or 2072. They can accept a call at midnight. One of the two. <sighs> All right. So you're calling Mom. Or Deandra is. What? Yeah, so the the uh your com call doesn't go through um it's a not in terms of it's not a valid numbering like that. It's just it just seems like they're not picking up. Well, it seems like we won't get anything out of that number for now. No answer, by the way. Um mm. Can I check the mum and pops? Uh, persona feed? Yeah, yep. Um, Do they have any posts about their daughter recently? Yes, they are very proud of their daughter. Mm. But they, um, yeah, you don't find anything specific, but they're very proud of their daughter. They're proud that their daughter is uh, is staying in the Aries fold. Okay, that's a lead. They're very much Aries- loyal Aries wage slaves, and Mm -hmm. it sounds like their daughter is following in their footsteps. Mm, And that's more Mm -hmm. recent than six months? Yes. Okay. So it sounds like what happened was she left Ares to go work for Federated Boeing, but then came back to Ares, which made her family very happy, because corporate affiliation. (laughs) So... I think what we should do is we should probably start trying to find where she works at at Aries. Have you tried just messaging her on your little demon box? <laughs> we have no com code for her. Demon box? I know, but you you have the the thing where they post the pictures. Can't you message her on that one? Worth a shot. I I can. I'm dead. Respond tonight. Well, I that one. She points at Deandre and looks at her. I think Deandre just passes the seal, her comm link. No oh boy. I don't want to deal with technology. You want me to press no, it, buttons? It, it, okay. It's more like the comm link that, I, that Deandre owns is so basic, it just does not have Persona 2.0 on it. <laughs> I don't, uh, I am not affiliated with such programs. <sighs> Whatever. I imagine Boxer and Ice aren't either. So. Ice just shrugs. I don't even have a com link. I mean, Cecile definitely has a Persona 2.0. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've tried to set one up a few times, um, and it's a little too hard for me. For research purposes only. Research purposes only. Indeed. Uh, right. Well, <laughs> she hasn't posted in six months, at least not publicly. So that tells me that her account is either inactive not being checked, or she's not updating it. None of those are good likelihood of getting a response back. Moreover, I don't know why she would respond to some random person messaging her through her persona. I think our best bet 
is to try to find the rotary drone division at Ares. Look for some place that either had internships recently and see if we can find some places that like shuffled personnel around recently, you know? This is her that was her second internship, so maybe this could be her first actual job. Possibly. Well, no way to do that in meat space, correct? I'll get looking. Can I at least sit down somewhere? Could we not stand here? You could call the like... grid guide and go back to Greasy Ben's. <laughs> uh, Nightingale, call <laughs> the grid guide. And, uh... Uh, they're going into greasy bins. How about Olga's tea house instead? At least it's nice. Okay, Olga's tea house. Olga's tea house is in Auburn, right? Yeah. Um, why don't you just go to Boxer's apartment? He would refuse. She refused on principle. Of course she would. Let's go to Greg's. (laughs) Who is Greg? I think she means, uh, Fred's. No, I mean Greg's. Who's Greg? Uh, Greg. Greg is the guy that sells me my magic stuff. Greg Bear. Sorry. There's a talismonger named Greg. Yes. He likes me, and I've crashed on his couch like once or twice. Wait, he's not the. Uh, he's not Ice's more racist cousin, is he? <laughs> no. <laughs> not that one. All right. That's Jake. Okay, so my contacts are Miss Magnum Foot, the Sasquatch uh, commune leader, Jake. The raging racist gun salesman and Greg, the new agey spiritualist talismonger. Whatever the case, Cecile starts searching. Um, in, in reality, yeah. Um, I guess it depends upon what kind of setting we're wanting. If we just want somewhere, I don't know. Honestly, I kind of want to drop this spell, so I'm saying we should go to Greg's. The Topps Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Topps Company, Inc. has granted permission to the Hard Knock Sorority Podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. The music for the Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast was written and performed by Trace Mineral. The Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons License 4.0, meaning you are welcome to use the material as long as you give us credit.